0: Today's episode is sponsored by the NBA and their quest to advance the game of basketball, grow the community, and impact culture. The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of its 75th anniversary season. That's Game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond, from iconic plays and arenas to the impact players have in the community. That's the NBA. That's Game. Like in the NBA Finals when the Bucks had their backs against the wall, Drew Holiday steals the ball, pushes the brake, Ali Hoop to Giannis for an iconic slam. Seals Game 5 and the eventual title. That's the NBA. That's game. This is more than just basketball, it's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game.
1: Welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnansky and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You're welcome. You're welcome. That that was an introduction. The the excitement in your voice is is just because look at this. We have a superstar guest on the podcast. That's
2: right. That, that's the, that explains my unusual <laughs> excitement to be doing this podcast.
1: <laughs> it's usually just dim and dismal. And with the world being dim and dismal, I know that the only reason you could bring any joy to this podcast is we have a superstar guest. I can't believe it.
2: That's right. Exciting. Very excited. I've never actually met our guest, even though uh, we've been in the same room several times. But I don't think – he can confirm or deny, but I don't think we've, we've ever actually – actually physically
1: well you guys should meet because our superstar guest is a great friend of mine and a star of stage and screen jeff garland jeff welcome um i'm a little
3: uncomfortable with the superstar moniker (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm a comedian of some notoriety uh in my eyes that's what i am i don't Uh, know i don't know the level of notoriety maybe i am a superstar (laughs) hey Mike worked with a superstar his name's Ted Danson that's a super
2: that's right that's a superstar yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no question yeah. there if you I mean if you're making if you're doing this like the way you do it in basketball where people get really angry about the distinction between stars and superstars which by the way is one of the funniest <laughs> and most is is Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler a star or a superstar <laughs> it's so dumb but we could apply the same thing to hollywood right, right? Yes. like you would if you if you want to talk superstars within in the world of tv then you're talking about you're talking about ted dancing
3: a hall of famer in the world of tv he's done great work yes. on film too but he really is a television hall of famer all right and all that's right. why the idea that i work with him gets me really giddy i love working <laughs> with Ted. Right.
2: yeah it's great what you
3: do too i know it because of my assumption everyone that i've ever talked to that's worked with ted leaves with like wow wow all right not only really yeah. good work but just the greatest gentleman i've learned so much about life from him
1: that's awesome
2: yes life and acting and and art and commitment to your craft yep. and everything right, else well, like he is he is a he is a mount rushmore a okay, tv okay, fan, okay, no but question. if
1: he's okay so ted danson is lebron of tv then yeah. jeff garland is russell westbrook <laughs> Please don't do that to no, me. I no, I, you don't want to be Russell. You know West, who I, you know who I want to be. Uh, who do you want uh, to
3: be? Patrick Beverly.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. Patrick Beverly is an
3: excellent comp. But, but Patrick I Beverly think, I... is, is 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 so important. Uh, having a Patrick Beverly, uh, and the only other team that has a Patrick Beverly is Golden State with what's his name.
2: Well, I was going to say you're Iguodala. Ooh, like Igu- like Iguodala, that. Yes. he's been in the final six straight years. He's like this incredibly integral part of the team. He was, a, he was an MVP. He was a final right? MVP. Right. And I feel like your work on Curb puts you into the Iguodala arena where it's like every year at the end of the year when you're looking back and saying like, who who mattered this year? There's Andre Iguodala. <laughs> and I think in the world of TV you're saying, there's Jeff Garland. I love well,
1: this.
3: That's very kind of you. I'll take that. See, I'm not, look, I, I, I don't get me, look, I'm not into fame at all. As a matter of fact, I find, I find fame, you know, all right. So those fucking shows, <laughs> uh, the, the ones where, people wear a mask and they sing and all that all oh the
2: stuff. mass thing. yeah yeah but
3: anyone who's inv- i'm talking about america's got talent whatever right. any of those shows any right. game show anything the the person that's famous that's involved the judge whatever those are people that really are uh, look everyone likes enjoy making a living but they seem to all be people who make a good living acting or singing however They love fame, they love fame. And to me, that's the least interesting thing about show business is fame. Fame only comes in, there's only one reason to be famous. And that is hopefully the maitre d' at a crowded restaurant knows who you are (laughs) and is a fan. Because uh, outside of that, fame is worthless, worthless.
2: (laughs) I think you're right. I also, uh, I would like to nominate myself as the Michael Doliak of writing.
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's, I think that's totally fair. You are the Michael Doliak. Not just a writing you. of, you're actually more Michael Doliak than Michael Doliak. That's what I'm going to just say. <laughs> just I was going to, I was going to compare him to Sheena Easton.
2: <laughs> that's pretty good. I'll take Sheena yeah, Easton. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs>
1: I was watching uh Jay Crowder yesterday and I was thinking, I'm the kind of the Jay Crowder of sports writing, I feel. Oh yeah, all right. think, yeah just
2: it's I mean Jay Crowder, uh, Jay Crowder has is this weird modern creature in the NBA who is way uh, too big to do <laughs> what, what he does, does for a living. Yeah, he's he's an enormous <laughs> man and and he's like the size of Bill Russell, basically. Right. And, and his job now is to run to the corner and, and shoot three, open that's corner that's threes. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. It's such a weird league right now. There's so many guys who are power forward size, who are 6'8", six, 6'9", six, who have completely – I mean, it's to their credit, by the way. It's 100% to Jay Crowder's credit and people like Jay Crowder that they, they looked around and they saw that like banging in the low post and getting like 14 points – on 11 shots per game was not gonna do it anymore Mike. for any team and so they completely changed like it's how skilled these guys That's are amazing. that they you know like at age 29 or whatever jay crowder's like i gotta shoot threes i gotta get re- i gotta shoot 40 percent from three to stay in the league and so now he has this crazy role where he's like a uh he's like he's basically like jamal crawford you know like he's like that guy he's a guy who's just a shooter it's so it's it's crazy and it it really does um put into high relief how skilled these guys are that they can pick up a new skill within their team's skill set portfolio that late in their careers and hang on and and be and be like important be important contributors it's really wild it's actually absurd
1: really i mean look the guy made 45 percent of his threes this year basically i mean it's like how did that happen? It's like he, it's this, and, and it really makes you wonder cause it used to be the NBA was, it was so much more like settled. Like, Oh, you're, you're a tall guy. Okay. You stand here and you're a small guy. So you bring the ball up the court and you're right. like a six, six guy So you stand out here at the wing and shoot, you know, 18 footers. And like everything was settled before you even got there. I mean, there were a few like magic came along and like, Oh, he's tall and he's a point guard. Okay. Well like, we'll create like a whole new thing, but that happens so rarely. And now there are no positions there. Are, there is, there are no rules like one of the, the best shooter on the floor could be Anthony Davis at seven foot. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. It, it, the whole league and, and you know, Jeff's a huge, uh, a huge NBA fan, became a big Clippers guy, Jeff. I mean, it's, it's weird, right? Very
3: weird. Very, very weird. I mean, that whole uh, center, uh, power forward, small forward, yeah. shooting guard, point guard, that does not exist anymore. I don't, I don't know. You know, you used to think when you were, a, if, you, if you were going to be a basketball player, oh, I'm going to be the best point guard in the league right. or I'm gonna be the best shooting guard in the league or I'm not that big a banger, but I can shoot it and I'm going to be a small forward. Those words mean nothing anymore. <laughs> it's nothing.
1: So true
2: yeah it's so true there's a a, albert bernico wrote a piece for the defector which is like the new site that was started by all the old guys people and uh he wrote this piece about how people sometimes will talk about the lakers quote going small end quote (laughs) and he's like when they're when the lakers are going small like the people they have in the court are like Markeith Morris and <laughs> LeBron James and Anthony Davis and, and like like all these guys who were like six and ten, and it and it it's only because all he means is that there's not they're not playing like a traditional center like Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee aren't on the floor. By the way, I would have but to
3: say that ridiculous. Dwight Howard is in my top five uh, least liked uh, athletes.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. I mean, he's. A, I think he's in everybody's top <laughs> top five least like that. Here's the thing, though. They were showing him last night during the game. By the way, side note. I just looked up Jay Crowder. He's only six six, so he's, he's not still the size the of beast. Bill Russell. He's but huge,
1: he's huge because he's so yeah. He is killer. a big yeah. dude,
2: and importantly, and I'll also add that Kelly Olynyk is six eleven, and he does the same thing. So whatever. The point is, last night they were showing Dwight Howard. He was at the free throw line, and he does that weird thing where he stands like two feet so back weird. from the actual free throw line. It's so weird, but. Like they were, and they were talking about how he's had this itinerant life in the NBA in the last five years. He's played for like 11 teams. Right. Five years. But when they were showing his accomplishments, I was like, "Oh, this guy's going to the Hall of Fame without question." Like he's an eight-time All-NBA player. He's he's won like he's won like every award you can win. He's gonna win a ring this year in all likelihood. Yeah. Uh, and like Dwight Howard, as much as everybody hates him, that dude is totally going to the <laughs> Hall of Fame. What is that Hall of Fame speech gonna be like?
3: It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, how about this? I won't be listening because they'll tell me that the Earth is flat. <laughs> look, I, mean, not, I know he's not the one who came up with that one, but he's truly—I
1: just want nothing to do with him. Oh no, no, no! He's he, nobody likes playing with him. But but you're right, Mike. I mean, look—he was three-time Defensive Player of the Year. He led the league in rebounds like four or five times. I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So uh, you know what? Let's let's talk about baseball for a minute, if we could. Please, I'm, a, I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna come. No, no, I'm saying please
3: because I have very strong opinions uh, about this.
1: All right, so uh, for Mike and I, this podcast is essentially we really only built it so we could uh, lament how much we hate the Yankees. And, and the Yankees have already advanced, as we knew they would, and they're going to win the World Series because this is 2020 and that's what happens. But I will start with this, and we'll start with you, Jeff. Are you enjoying this baseball playoffs? No. I, I knew that was going to be the answer. So go ahead. Not at all. Yeah.
3: Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because you know what? It's, it's – it's, look, it just puts more – there's always been a thing – of where we do it for the fans, the fans, the fans, the fans. But I've always found that to be really ingenuine. I find that if they could get all the money from the turnstiles, from the fans coming in, uh, they would be happy to not play games with uh, fans. Because I think the fans are the least, the fans are almost, if I could even throw it this way, a problem. For them that they have to work around. They have to satisfy us to some level, because, you know, otherwise it doesn't work for them. And I am just, it all started when I watched the Korean baseball at four in the morning, because I love baseball so much. I, I watched it. Uh, I even guessed it on it once, and I just slammed the whole thing. Why are there cutouts? Cutouts? <laughs> uh, is there a point where a third baseman's looking to his right and going, big crowd today? <laughs> is there? I mean, what What are they thinking? What are they thinking? By the way, I want to say this about the NFL for a second. There are times where they're
1: focusing on the field, and I can't tell there's not a right. crowd there. That's Right. You know? that- that is Jeff. Yeah, first of all, let's just talk that for a second because Mike and I have talked about this a little bit on text. Um, that's a hundred percent right. I mean, I don't. I think it's because the NFL in general doesn't really. The only thing that comes up in NFL games for fans is the is the fact they make a lot of noise and can sometimes stop. The only
3: time know. they're really involved, where we see them and it's a thing, is the field is a field it, goal
1: and field goal or extra points. That's right. Yes, that's, that's it. Right. Mike, when you're watching NFL games, do you even feel it most of the time?
2: I mean, uh, you mean when there's no fans? The fact that there's no fans or only a few fans. Not not really. I mean, I think you feel it. You know, they're allowed to pipe in crowd noise up to, like, 75 decibels, which is not at all very loud. (laughs) And so I feel it when I'm watching a game and, like, you know, somebody breaks like a 15 yard right, run right. and someone in a booth somewhere turns a dial and the crowd gets a little <laughs> bit louder and roars a little bit more. And it's just so phony sounding. And then the other time you feel it is when the, when the road team quote road team end quote is driving and you can actually hear the right. quarterback barking out the <laughs> calls. Then you're like, well, this is ridiculous. Like they're, they're playing in new Orleans. And like, there's an, you've never heard the opposing quarterback's voice during a drive in new Orleans. And so I, you, you, the sports fan in you recognizes the differences. Almost oh, certainly. But, like, but, but you don't, but it's not, like baseball. But it's who not cares? like baseball. It's not like baseball. No. Yeah. The baseball is, and, and the cutouts, the weird thing about the cutouts is that I think that they they do it because it's just so sad to see a bunch of empty seats. You know, like, that's clearly the only reason. It's just sad. But then, but the stadiums are too big, and so at some point, somebody fouls a ball off, and you're going to see those empty stands over there, but down the third baseline or whatever. So, yeah. it, the only fun part about the cutout to me is when someone rips a ball, either a home run or like a wicked foul, and you end up kind of rooting for the ball to smash through the head of one of the cardboard cutouts Probably just because it'll look done funny. That,
3: but that's brilliant. You're exactly
1: right.
2: yeah.
3: yeah yeah. By the way, if I was a player, I just want to destroy the cutouts. So like destroy I, the
1: cutout. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's almost sadder. I mean. The cutouts are just so silly, but it's almost sadder when you see like the stadium, like from above or however they do it. And you see where the cutoffs end and where like the real seats begin. And, and it's like, not only is this cutout thing stupid, it's like, it's, it's clearly just a background for home plate for when they're pitching. It's like, that's the yeah. only uh, angle that it makes any sense for it.
3: Just. Yeah.
1: It just and then you see a player like for me
3: personally, Jave Baez, who has not had the best season, and it's because of two two reasons. One is I found out because they've talked about it. He likes looking at the video and he's not allowed to do it during this right. period. Right. But the dude is the most energized player right. maybe in baseball He's and he the- needs that he yep. needs those fuckers at Wrigley cheering him or, or in Milwaukee booing him he needs that not wants it needs it so yeah to me this is a write-off this year even if yeah. the cup win the world series
1: well I, think By the way, I, didn't, even, I didn't even watch yesterday wow you just not even watching a cubs game that's so- by the way
3: i'm not planning on watching any of the playoffs i think that major league baseball has screwed up this season more than anything they could have had a month jump on all other sports and they fucked it up they fucked up every they fuck up it is the worst run sport of all the sports i think
2: easily right mm-hmm. i don't think there's this close second there's I mean, no really close is- second
3: because people yeah. go oh hockey no 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 hockey just has that level of popularity, and that's just the reality. But the people who love hockey are thrilled every yeah, day hardcore. of their life, right? Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> they really are, yeah. They? They're but just us, so happy. But that us baseball hockey.
3: guys, <laughs> we're miserable every day of our life for numerous reasons having nothing to do with baseball, but also, um, the way they handle it. The teams, and then all right, well, I just I have a, friend, yeah. Joe, I mean, Joe knows this. I have a very close friend that was just fired by the Cubs.
2: Yeah. Mike's friends too.
3: What's that? Mike is good friends. I know him Mike's too. Yeah. Friends. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. D- did I
3: send you the letter?
2: No, I heard you were writing did, it. Can I, I sign your yet. name? Please. Done.
3: <laughs> I'm adding your name today. Well, anyhow, it's a very, emotional thing for me because forget that he's my friend. Okay. Because I'm going to give you a scenario. So the Cubs fired him same day, come to HR or talk to HR. And this is a guy who was, should have been a Cubs lifer, not could have, not, could have been too. He was, he did so many things for, I mean, it's unbelievable. Now throw that aside. Let's say, same friend, same kind of good work. I'd still be pissed, but you give somebody, you say, hey, man, this is tough right now. In the next two or three months, you might be laid off. Right. Not saying for sure, right. but you might want to look in a different direction. Well, then, two, three months later, they tell you, it's like, how can you argue? Yeah, it yeah. was so much of it was the way that they did it. I mean, we, so much. But well, yeah. by the way, yes, I'm am pissed on a lot of levels that they fired him for no good reason. But but the way they did it, and so, you know, your favorite team, even though it's owned by a family, it's 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 that corporate mindset, and then you go, all right, well, I'm having trouble rooting for them right now, even though right. I love the players. I'm having a difficult time with this right now. Part of me wants to just call Reinsdorf and go, I'm coming to the Sox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to just say it here. Jeff Garland is a free agent, so so mm-hmm. he, he, is, he is out there to be had. But Mike and I talk about this all the time. What is it that your team can do or would do that would make you, like, leave, make you abandon them? I and mean, Mike had to go through this earlier this year well, when, by the when, way, when the Red I- Sox got rid of Mookie. But the Red Sox. By the way, Red Sox getting rid of Mookie. Let's jump there for a minute,
3: or permanently. (laughs) That is an announcement. That is an announcement. That what's the guy's name? Henry? John Henry. Yeah. John Henry saying he might as well put out a press release. You know, I miss my time with the Marlins. I want to bring back some of those memories.
2: Yeah, let's get back to those good old days when any time a player was good, we had to unload it. Yeah, any time we win a a World Series,
3: I get rid of everyone. All I'm saying is that is – see, now, this one's a personal, private one that only certain people know about, but that is really – and I don't often say this, but that is a huge insult to your fans.
2: Oh, 100% course it is i mean that, that the 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 problem with the problems with baseball are many it's it's so many um it's there like it from and there's there's league-wide problems that come from like the commissioner's office and the way the league is run but then there's this other problem which is these teams are it, it's a very it's a very disparate league there's there you know football is designed in the way it's it with its salary cap and with the draft and everything else it's the the dream of football is that every team goes eight and right. eight every year, right? It's like the, they want every team's fan base to be energized and to be to feel like in the going into the last week of the playoff or the shock. regular season that they have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. Baseball doesn't work that way, like, no. they, and they, they've done things in the last 15, 20 years to sort of edge in that direction. And then this year with sixteen playoff teams and three game, you know, wild <laughs> card basically little mini series like they they've sort of accidentally done that but these individual teams are just these incredible local market money makers and they the incentive system is so screwed up that they don't really have an incentive to compete really like they the only incentive is just their competition monsters and they they you know these owners these sort of billionaire like roman uh, emperor types are generally speaking like they want to win but there's not the there's this like it is a it is a business more in like on an individual franchise basis it's more of a sort of mini business than it is in in the other sports and as a result you get these guys who are like well I get a guaranteed amount of money from TV I get a guaranteed amount of money from the league so like I'm wh- why should I risk my own money and when we were talking about the Mookie thing we were I was saying like look the, if you look at the amount of money that John Henry has and you can do this with any team really but if you look at the amount of money that the individual owners have the idea of like paying an extra 20 30 million 40 million whatever it is in luxury tax it's a it's a, you know it's the change you find in your couch if you're those guys <laughs> it's and bro, so it's just it's a really hard pill to swallow yeah. every time something like this happens where they're like look we just don't want to pay the luxury tax it's like well if you like if a, if a person with your level of wealth takes on the responsibility of owning a team and making a fan base happy, then that comes with the territory in my mind. You just have to suck it up sometimes. When you have Mookie bets, you got to pay them, even if you have to the pay way, the luxury I tax.
3: Didn't ex- I didn't, although they're both Hall of Famers, um, I didn't, I didn't experience this the same way you have. What I mean by that is I remember sitting... The last time I sat in the bleachers at Wrigley and with a friend of mine and I turned to him and I go, would you, how would you feel if, if Maddox and 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 Dawson weren't here? Little did I know the next season, they both were gone. Yeah. <laughs> now Andre was at the end of his career. Uh, Maddox had just, just won started. the Cy Young. Right. Um, so there is a, a, but you know, a pitcher pitches every five days, so you can't compare uh, Maddox to Mookie Betts when you're talking about, you know, an everyday player who is one of the top two or three players in baseball. Yeah, that takes it to a whole other level. But I stayed with the Cubs after they forget the Dawson part. But I loved, I loved Andre. Uh, but I stayed with them frustratingly so. Uh, and I'm not mad I did uh, after, um, after they got rid of Maddox. So I almost feel like the player thing is just part of the game and the, and the Red Sox just did it in a way that was gigantor. Like that, the only thing you can equate with that is the angels getting rid of Mike Trout.
1: Right. I would yeah. argue that it's a little different than, than the Maddox thing. Not, not to say the Maddox thing isn't. Crazy. No, 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 no. It is yeah. different because Maddox is a pitcher. Well, not just because of that. I mean, Maddox was really just getting going. He'd won his first Cy Young, but he was just getting going. He was a free agent. He was, he was, you know, cause there was going to be big money involved. They didn't, they, you know, they, 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 you know, they did make an offer and all that with the Red Sox. I mean, Mookie Betts had already been one of the best players in baseball for a long time. He, right. he was a guy that people in, in Boston really grew up with, the kids, you know, that was their favorite player. And the Cubs, you know, frankly, at that situation, were, were a losing franchise, right? They hadn't won in forever. You know, it was the famous lose Cubs while the Red Sox won the world series what three times in 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 the previous 10 years you're
3: exactly right on everything that you're saying that's what I'm saying it's not quite right that's why I was so screaming about Mookie Betts oh yeah I like the Red Sox too I hate the Yankees Um, (laughs) I know you do I know you do but Mike I don't hate the Yankees by the way as much as I did
1: when Alex Rodriguez and Jeter were there I'm not a Jeter fan Well for Mike, so, so we, we know Jeff can't ta- tolerate the playoffs now. This has been a weird baseball year for, for, for us in general. Well, by like, the way, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the other thing is the idea that we're going into
3: the playoffs with such few games, I know, is so nauseating. Yeah, I don't like it because the rhythms, the up, that's the beauty of baseball. Everybody goes in a slump, right? The Dodgers would have gone through a bad slump. You know, everyone does this. That's the 162 games or 154, even which I would prefer, but fuck me, um, (laughs) is more than enough to get the whole vibe. See, there's a naturalness to baseball that other sports don't have. And And baseball fights it as opposed to embracing it. You know, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. really, it's very frustrating. It um, is frustrating. No, no, but that was literally what I was going to follow up. So, Mike, I mean, this has been such a weird year, anyway. I don't. The Red Sox were so bad, and Mookie was gone. I mean, how fired up are you about the playoffs now? How fired are you up? I mean, we know this season is is goofy anyway, but like, are you are you trying to get into it?
2: I'm trying. I watched I watched a decent amount of baseball yesterday. Me too. Um, and, and I'll watch some more today. I have this problem, though, but I have two problems. Number one is the Yankees are doing what we all knew that they would do, which is just suddenly turn it right. on. I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday when, they, when the Indians tied the game 8-8 in the eighth inning, I put out a Twitter poll and said, what, it's 8-8, eight to eight, uh, Yankees-Indians in the eighth inning. What are the chances the Indians win this game? And the options were above 50%, 50%. About twenty percent, or zero point zero 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 eight four percent, and that won handily. That won like fifty percent of the vote. I would have voted and for
3: that too. Yeah,
2: yeah. And when the Indians went ahead nine eight, I I just I was like, yep, this is exactly the way it happens. <laughs> and then and then the when the Yankees came back, I tweeted uh, as a wrap up. I, it's hard to explain this for people who hate the Yankees, but the Indian scoring in the bottom of the eighth actually somehow made it more likely oh, that yeah. the Yankees would Absolutely. win. Like I don't know why, but I was <laughs> as soon as they scored, I was like, well, now the Yankees are definitely winning. <laughs> so that so that the specter of the Yankees looms very large for me. That's the first thing. The other thing is that there's a version of this that's interesting because they expanded the playoffs to 16 teams because of these three games. In series there is a version of this that's interesting and the version of it that's interesting is almost already dead yeah. <laughs> because the version of it that's interesting is all of the teams that you don't ever see in the playoffs advance right. like the Padres and the Marlins the Marlins actually won their game so they have a chance but like that you want us what you want is Padres Rays uh, who did advance um, you don't want the Cardinals. You don't want the Braves. No. You don't want the, you frankly don't want the Cubs no. at this you point. Don't. You don't want the Yankees. You don't want any of those teams to be in it. What you Astros. want
1: is a, Jeez.
2: you definitely you don't want, want, want the Padres, Astros, Padres
3: but, twins world series, right? That's exactly right. right.
2: That's what you want. And, and, and as a result, the um the the three game series have almost uh, largely have gone the wrong way yep. Yep. and so now you're going to be left with this crummy season this third of a season uh this weird stub of a season <laughs> that ends up with the same the damn way, teams the way, in the in the ALCS and NLCS should
3: this season for the world series be a best of 3 <laughs>
1: <laughs> why not make it one game
2: make it- yeah, take- i know it's it's just so
3: you know, see, that's what makes baseball special, you know, and different. It's what makes it my sport. There's, there's things about it that don't apply to any other sport. Right. None, including the, the way the game is played, the nine innings. There's no other. It's so, it's such an original thing. And they do everything they can to eliminate the originality. Yeah. It makes me nuts
2: today's episode is sponsored by the nba and their quest to advance the game of basketball grow the community and impact culture the league celebrates its teams players and fans across the past present and future as part of the 75th anniversary season that's Game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond. From iconic plays in arenas to the impact players have in communities, that's the NBA, that's Game. It's like Game 5 of the NBA Finals where I was lucky enough to be there. Buck suns in Milwaukee. I'm sitting kitty-corner from Giannis Antetokounmpo as he rises up for that incredible alley-oop Drew Holiday, having stolen the ball from Devin Booker on the other side, found Giannis in transition. Incredible stuff. That's the NBA. That's game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's
0: game. Today's episode is sponsored by the NBA and their quest to advance the game of basketball, grow the community, and impact culture. The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of its 75th anniversary season. That's Game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond, from iconic plays and arenas to the impact players have in the community. That's the NBA. That's Game. Like in the NBA Finals when the Bucks had their backs against the wall. Drew Holiday steals the ball, pushes the break, alley to Giannis for an iconic slam, seals Game 5 and the eventual title. That's the NBA. That's Game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game.
1: I'll tell you another thing that that this off season has brought that nobody sort of could have predicted, um, but but is an absolute fact and and a part of what has sort of made me a little bit depressed about everything is because they have sixteen teams in the playoffs and because there are these three game uh, series and because they're playing every you know every day they're having six seven eight games a day. We are just overwhelmed oh by my Alex God. Rodriguez on, the, on television. It's, <laughs> it's, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Okay. And, so and it's, you, it's the worst. Joe, it, I, I, in, in reference to
3: what you just said. <laughs> so, literally, I didn't, know, I didn't know that the Cubs were on at this particular time. And I just went, let me see what baseball game's on. And I happened to turn on ESPN. And the second I heard his voice, I turned it off. <laughs> that's what you got to no, do. There was no delay. I, I am so I'm so happy. Well, I have mixed feelings on him to getting the Mets because if he would have gotten the Mets, we wouldn't have had to hear him as a broadcaster. And then, <laughs> yeah. And also, if you're a Met fan, I, I, you know I, I actually don't hate the Mets like I do the Yankees, but still, that's your problem. You know, he becomes <laughs> the Mets problem, whereas now i'm america's problem and i just don't get why you see here's the thing he has to have in espn there's someone who's a decision maker who has enough of an influence to put that guy and keep that guy on the air because he's a terrible broadcaster he's a fucking cheater he's a piece (laughs) of shit i don't like him mike
2: well said yeah there you go yeah there you go uh i i i don't uh, there was a moment when he first started broadcasting where there was a sort of weird um consensus that was like hey yeah, <laughs> he's not, not bad. as bad as i he, thought he, he'd be right he, he yeah, likes baseball and, and, he knows baseball yeah and there was a, there was a sort of uh tony romo thing where he was he was sort of talking about the game as a guy who had literally just left the game and he was talking about like pitching theory where he would go like, you got to go slider away here or whatever. And, and then, and sometimes he was right. And it was kind of like, okay, like he's had this, you know, look, Americans love tearing people down. And then when they, when they screw up and then they doubly love the redemption story, they love the, like the comeback. And so this was his like redemption story where he had, He had cheated and he had lied and he had screwed everything up and nobody (laughs) liked him. And he disappeared for a while, even though the Yankees were still paying him 25 million a year or whatever. And then suddenly he popped up in the booth and like, wasn't terrible and was, was, had his, had his charms, had his charisma and everyone was kind of rooting for him. And now it's all gone. Now it's just like, why is this guy talking? Why is he doing two games a day? Uh, It's, it's endless. You
3: brought up a, a great, really fascinating comparison The only way that Tony Romo plays on played on the football's version of the Yankees, the Cowboys. Um, He was not necessarily Baron Von Popular, but he was not a cheater. Right. And he's, (laughs) you know, but the point is, here's the difference. Tony Romo is fucking excellent. I mean, and by the way almost was excellent from the first time he ever broadcast. It's like, where yeah. did that fucking come from? He's a better broadcast. He was a good quarterback and he's a way better broadcaster. What the fuck? And then you go, <laughs> then you see Alex Rodriguez. And by the way, you're not bad. And we'll see what happens. Well, there's been no growth obviously wow. as a man,
1: but no growth as a broadcaster either.
2: Yeah, no, he was, he's, that's right. he was better he's at the start,
1: better. you know, but I think there is a, there's, there's a theory that I've been building for a long time about broadcasters in general. I, I think that the hardest thing is a broadcast a color commentator, not as a play-by-play guy. Those right. guys are separate right. Right. as a color commentator. The hardest thing is not coming on and being like good from the start. It's being good. Like in season three and season four and season five, like, like when Phil Sims first started, I don't remember people thinking he was bad. I remember people thinking, like, oh, Phil Sims, you know, this, he, he, the guy knows his football. He's this, he's this, he you know, whatever. He does his little chalk talk thing. It's whatever it's called. What did he call his chalk talk thing, Mike? Remember Philosophy? Oh, uh,
2: philosophy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he would do his philosophy. And it was, you know, but then by season three, you're like, this is unbearable. It's absolutely unbearable trying to listen to him. And I think in general, announcers, like the longer they go on, and it doesn't take that long. It's not like 10 years in, three years in, four years in, they're not, it's like they've run out of stuff to say. And it's like, God, I've heard this 500 times already. And and I, you know, I don't think A-Rod was that great when he started, but man, he hit that button like, Like, year two, it was already like, he's done. He's completely done. No, I agree.
3: Yeah. By the way, I know I met one person, and I can't remember who it is, who likes his broadcasting. Uh, uh, I'm talking about in the hundreds, by the way, because I talk about it all the time. I'm I'm obsessed with Alex Rodriguez's (laughs) horribleness. Um, To me, by the way, here's how much of a uh, – I'm obsessed. He is the number one stain on baseball. (laughs) A-ron. as one man he represents the worst of baseball that we have if we we're going to fix baseball it has to start with a rod there we go interesting there we go
2: that's a bold claim but i don't you might be right i don't know i don't know if i could point to one person who's more who has had who ha- has had more sort of like bad press and scandal around him that isn't i mean there are certainly people like Araldus chapman right, right right and and people people actually committed crimes right, and stuff right Uh, outside of the world but within the world of baseball I'm not sure there's anyone who's who's more noxious than uh by the
3: way I gotta think that the players hate him oh sure
2: oh yeah I would imagine that's true yeah there's
3: there's no there's no question (laughs) like when he's walking around the batting cage that they just must chuckle to themselves and or even say the word douche (laughs) (laughs) and by the way I want to add another level for me with Alex Rodriguez I went to the University of Miami now I didn't graduate I became a comedian but the stadium is named after named after him the baseball stadium right. he never played right. right. there and I just found out the other day he's on the uh, the, uh, the the board or whatever you call it for a college he's on the board of the University of Miami
1: well, didn't he build
3: that stadium though? Didn't he give them yeah, the money build it? Yeah, I think, he gave, like, I oh, no, think he, gave, he gave them like the no, he stadium. Or he gave them money for improvements. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep, yep. Yep. There yeah. you go. He bought it. He bought himself a name.
1: All right. So here's what I did. All right. So the athletic uh, asked us all to uh, to to predict who was going to win each playoff series, uh, mm-hmm. which is incredibly dumb, but but they they love that stuff. Uh, just they just want. By the way, to can
3: I just say them. something? Whether they love it or not, I so enjoy the Athletic.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> a dollar a month. Do. Look
3: Whatever at that. they do, they're not the shit von Shittery.
1: They're fucking beautiful. Love oh, the see, there you go. The Athletic. Now, now this, now this podcast will run because I, because oh. I was worried about that before. No, no. Um, the
3: Athletic yeah. is the Athletic is one of those dreams. It's like the National but the national failed from the yeah, get-go yeah. and this is grooving. And I love it. Do you yeah, know how many people I've bought gifts for of, of, of the athletic? Boom. It's one like of the that.
1: things in life that's actually working. All right, Maybe. go ahead, Joe. No, Sorry. I love it, I love it. So, so they asked us to predict it. So what I did was I predicted exactly the opposite of what I wanted to happen in each series uh, because this is 2020 and that's the way it works. Uh-oh. And so far, I am literally perfect. I mean, literally every series. Really, ex- except, uh, except Miami uh, is winning, yeah. and I, I want. I thought that I wanted Miami to win, and so I picked. Uh, I picked. Uh, who, who's Miami even playing? They're playing the uh, Cubs. Cubs, right? So I picked the Cubs uh, because I wanted Miami to win. But then I started thinking about it. That was my one mistake. It would. I would actually be perfect if. Um, if i picked the Cubs, which I should have done because uh, if I picked Miami, which I should have done because Derek Jeter, I, I just, I did not right. like, like, yeah. Oh, Miami, they're a scrappy little bunch, but, but no, they're Derek Jeter. So, so uh, that was my uh, one. Uh, yeah. And by oh, the way, talk about a guy who fired people right and left
3: people yeah. that were in the, in the thing. For, oh, oh yeah. Ugh, ugh, yeah. But yeah.
2: If I, if I said right now to the two of you, name eight marlins (laughs) could you do it i could
3: not hold on
1: (laughs) i do fantasy baseball every year and i could not (laughs) Not <laughs> my question is like it, it would be like the old name that tune like how like how low would you have to go for you to not be right there? like
2: or if i gave you if i gave you last names <laughs> could you give me first names oh, like if i right, literally gave you half too. of yep, the name yep, yep 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 yeah like uh so hold on a second i'm gonna call up the active roster for oh, this for the miami Marlins. all right here we go um kinsler ian nope that's, <laughs> no,
1: that's
3: no, that's
2: the
1: Kinsler you've heard of. That's the, uh,
2: no, I just <laughs> this is K I N T Z L E R. I just went
1: to
3: I just went to what hit my mind. That's all.
2: Right. Um, I, I, how about, I know that uh, actually
1: because that's Brandon Kinsler because he's our closer. Right. Isn't he their closer?
2: That's right. How about how about Lopez? <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Pablo. How about Pablo Sanchez? Lopez
1: Is their number one starter? <laughs> <laughs>
2: How about Sanchez?
1: I know that one. (laughs) I know that one only because uh, I believe he's the second Sisto after Sisto Lescano in the in that's right in Major League Baseball. I think so.
2: Joe's doing pretty well here. How about Chisholm? (laughs) Ian, (laughs) (laughs) just Just, just just keep guessing. Ian, there will be an Ian on the team somewhere. I I
1: don't know Chisholm.
2: That's Jazz Chisholm. Oh, Jazz, sure. Yeah. Um, how about Harrison? Natalie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> is that right is that right
2: no it's Monty Monty Harrison uh sure. how about uh well we'll do one more how about Hoyt
1: Lamar Wilhelm <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's James Hoyt. James Hoyt. It is really it is shocking how anonymous. This, now how many uh, of those would you
1: have is? been able to name if if we had done
2: that? I knew I knew Cisto because uh I listened to the Dan Laportard show and he talks about uh that they're all Marlins fans down there so I've heard that name. I, knew James I wouldn't Hoyt, have gotten James Hoyt was
1: on Cleveland at one point.
2: I wouldn't have gotten Lopez. I would have I would have gotten uh, uh my new, and um
1: You wouldn't have gotten Pablo Lopez?
2: I don't think so, no. That's
1: interesting because he's like yeah. uh He's, he's one of
2: the. I mean, I would have gotten Brad Boxberger. I didn't know Brad Boxberger was on the. Was he on
3: a show? With, with like a woman, a detective. It's though. a Bruce. <laughs> it's a Bruce Boxleitner. But
2: yeah. <laughs> I knew Lewis Brinson, Corey Dickerson. I knew Star Starling Marte, who apparently I was hurt. I knew. You know Miguel Rojas. I, 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 I knew Miguel Rojas. There's probably five or six guys I could have named on the team. And that's about it on their 40 man roster.
1: But I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, look, they went 31 and 29 and get into the playoffs. Um, over a hundred sixty-two game season, that's a ninety-loss team that nobody ever cares about, thinks about, or or ever considers, even for one minute, right? I mean,
2: you know what's truly crazy? As long as we're talking about baseball generally, the Dodgers ended the year on a pace to win hundred and sixteen yeah. games. Now, I know that Jeff's point is is a good one, which is no, like no, no. Oh, by the way, they would not through slumps. They they gone through they, slumps they but like want
3: a good one twelve. I think one. Of them. Yeah,
2: they would, have, they would have been, they certainly would have challenged the Red Sox 108 from a couple years way, ago. And I, I think they could have the even only challenged thing Seattle. In
3: baseball, where you go, all right, I, 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 that one, they don't need to prove anything. Everybody else needs to prove something.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, the Dodgers need to prove they, that they can get out of the first round. Right, of the exactly. playoffs. That's, <laughs> that's,
1: that's ironic that that's the thing that they have to prove. So here's a good question for both of you since you both live in LA. If the Dodgers win the World Series this year, which, I mean, they're still heavily, heavily, heavily favored to do. They're the best team. If they win the World Series, does that truly end the Dodgers can't win in the playoffs curse well, that, thing, or, this, or, it, or, or does nobody care?
3: I think without a doubt.
1: You you think it does?
0: Mike? Yeah.
2: I think that um... – the only comparison it really is the year the Braves finally won in '95 when it was a strike-shortened season, okay. and that was way more way games. More it was a hundred and yeah. something games or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: but I don't think that Tom Glav and Greg Maddox and John Smoltz care. I think they have a ring, and I think that they think to themselves, "We were among the very best teams in baseball for a decade, and this sort of proves it." And now this will be different. But like, will Clayton Kershaw? really care if Clayton if they make it to the World Series and Clayton Kershaw throws game three and he throws seven shutout innings and they finally win the World Series is he going to care no, no. that it was a short season no. no and and I think and I think what you would say in that in that moment is this has been a this this last five six seven years of this team they've been so good they've drafted so well they've developed so many great players they got Mookie bets. they were on 116 uh, win pace for the shortened season if they win the world series they'll think like yeah look we were the best team we won the world series we have a ring and a story and i think that you know if they won the next year or two that may, might feel a little better because well, it would it. be I, theoretically I, a full I, season I, I, but i don't think they'll care i
3: actually agree they will not care but i also want to say uh i would strap yourself in for numerous i think that it's going to be really hard every year for the next two or three years to beat that team.
1: Oh, I agreed. Totally. They're
3: they're, they're the monsters. Uh, I I mean, I have so much respect uh for that team. And I'm so happy that they didn't fire Dave Roberts after the last thing, because I'm a big Dave Roberts fan and, and he's a leader of men and he knows his shit. And yeah, everyone, you know, whatever. But I think it's actually, you know what? If the Dodgers uh, go to the World Series, I'll watch.
1: Okay, there you go.
2: Yeah. So the, oh, I will yeah. too. I, I'm I'm actively rooting for them. I'm actively rooting for Tookie I am t- too. To I am too. Sean, right. all those guys. But, yeah. But, no but here's question.
1: what I would say. I mean, and this is different from the Braves thing. I think, if the Dodgers won the World Series this year, look, they're going to be favored for the next five years, let's say. You know, but if the Dodgers won the World Series this year and then the next three, four, five years. They, you know, won some division titles, but lost in the playoffs. And then you looked at this ten-year span where that was the only World Series that they won. I do think that would be a little bit empty. I I do think that would be a little bit. It's not like that. The break season was close enough to be a
3: full season. You know, you're 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 right. If that's the only one, if that's the only one, also shows you how unlike. Again, other sports in baseball to be a constant repeater is so fucking hard. It's so hard.
1: It's so hard. Yeah. Oh
3: my god! <laughs> this is why we're so passionate about this fucking sport yeah. because it's so different than any other sport. And 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 that fucking commissioner with his whole tin trophy, whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you don't respect it,
1: what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I get get excited. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. We have set, we have set numerous records on this podcast because of you, Jeff. So that's good.
0: (laughs) Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login (laughs) for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This episode is brought to you by BetMGM. Sign up today with BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic, and get a $1,000 risk free first bet. Plus, get a free three month subscription to The Athletic. Just sign up at slash The Athletic Pod. That's P O D. To take advantage of this special offer from the kings of sports books. That's betmgm.com/slash the athletic pod, P-O-D. New customer offer, paid in bonus dollars. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Cue the disclaimer.
1: Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada um all right you know what let's move on we're gonna have our draft jeff is gonna join so so here's what we do uh jeff every we've been doing this podcast for uh how long mike
2: uh 71 years 71, now. 71 now. years and, and uh, going strong.
1: 71 years and, and still doing this so this is like our 600th draft um which I'm leading with the overall draft thing, 302 to 298. Uh, So I'm (laughs) pretty sure. So uh, anyway, we do these meaningless drafts and they are completely meaningless and we're happy to have you on board. And the key to our drafts are that we just come up with them the night before and never tell each other what the actual point of the draft is like what's the actual like not even the point because there's no point the parameters. the parameters we don't discuss
2: parameters we don't discuss what the topic means right. or what is included or what isn't included and so what ends up happening is everyone just does their own thing <laughs> and then we argue about whether or not what they did was legitimate
1: okay good. Uh, like which, a, which it almost never is so we are drafting office supplies mike and i are not entirely sure that we haven't already done this uh, i
2: think we have <laughs> Heck, it feels very it familiar feels
1: familiar so we probably have but you know but i gonna... haven't had an opportunity to that's right, right. you have you plan. have not joined that's in right. and so uh we always offer our guests the right to have the first pick in the draft would you like the first pick in the draft uh yes all right a, a pen <laughs> 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 All right, so the first pick of the draft, your first pick is a pen. Would you like to defend your pick? Would you like to? Uh... Do I need to? Well, do
3: I need to? No, I'm sure. I hope pencil goes in the top five, but I got to tell you, I don't need to explain.
2: You kind of don't. I mean, it it is the Hank Aaron of office supplies. It is. It's, it's like it's, it's an undeniable. Pick. It's
1: there every year. It's good for you every year. Yeah. All right. I like a pen. I like a good pen. <laughs> Mike, you have the second pick. It's going to be tough after a pen.
2: I'm going to pick... uh, With my pick, I'm going to pick scissors. Um, Scissors are the thing that when you need them, you really need them. Yeah. yeah. You don't like... There's no other thing that can do the job of scissors. And so when you have them, it is incredibly satisfying. And the the sound of scissors cutting something is great. I've... My wife... Uh, and I are constantly looking for scissors. We have two kids and their scissors are constantly disappearing. And for Christmas, like three years ago, uh, for, uh, for her stocking, I, I bought, uh, this is not an exaggeration, I bought 30 pairs of scissors. <laughs> I bought three 10 packs of scissors and put them all in her stocking. It was the only thing in her stocking. <laughs> And she was so happy. It's like one of the well, greatest the way, Christmas gifts I've a, ever given. Not
3: only is that great, but the fact that you gave so many made it funny. So you gave her a great <laughs> gift and made it funny.
2: That's right, and it was, and it went over huge. So uh, I find I find scissors to be the most pleasing and useful of all of the office supplies. Again, am I
1: allowed to make a comment? You've not only Please. allowed, we encourage you. Okay, so basically, your description of a scissors is essentially a field goal kicker. Ooh. <laughs> (laughs) he's he's saying you took a field goal kicker with the first pack that's exactly what i'm saying
3: why he wouldn't take paper or even a fucking computer i don't understand i took a pen over a macbook pro so you took scissors over a macbook pro i don't know my man go ahead
2: i'm i'm confident in my pick
1: okay all right. Well, good because uh, with my pick, I'm going to go for I guess a punter because I'm not going with a MacBook Pro or paper. Uh, I am going to take uh, the stapler with my with my pick. Uh, I for many of the same reasons, I think stapler is one of those things that first of all, no, nobody else can fill its job. No, nobody else can do what the stapler does. When you're sitting there with a bunch of loose papers and you you need something, it's an ingenious product. It's an ingenious thing to have that little metal, you know, thing that you just you press down on it and it and it engulfs and 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 embraces your 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 papers. That's genius. It's one of those things that you never, you know, you need it around. You rarely use it, but when you need it, it's like the perfect thing. My first pick, I'm going with
2: a stapler. You, right, picked so- Ray Guy. you picked Ray Guy I think Ray Guy around. the best oh, no,
1: punter of all I time. actually think you picked a long snapper <laughs> 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 not a long snapper definitely an outstanding punter oh, Now it's would be my good for pick. me for 20
3: years it's my pick again it is now I'm gonna fuck the both of you hard I'm gonna take the pencil <laughs> Both now have nothing to write with. Nothing to write with. Yeah, we have, we have no writing
1: utensils.
3: But you've well, got a really- scissors and a stapler. <laughs> By the way, I can understand scissors, stapler, bad call. Keep going.
1: No, no. Staplers yep. are excellent. Staplers long are huge snapper, staplers. Long snapper, long snapper, long <laughs> snapper.
2: Um, well, you're going for just practicality. Yeah. But, like, no, nobody no, said no, this no, draft no, has no, to be no, about no, what's no. practical. I am going, going
3: for what, what the. I'm going for what's essential.
1: No, you that's what I'm saying. You're just building yeah. you're building an office. We're choosing the best office supplies. We're choosing Wrong. the ones that are the most awesome. Well, you and do- pen is pen is so not awesome. You didn't even have to describe what kind of pen it is. It's just a pen. Like, well, by the
3: way, how do you know that it wasn't a beautiful expensive <laughs> $200 pen. <laughs> I
1: know it cuz you didn't say it. That's how I know. Your pen doesn't even work. Pens don't always work. Wait a minute. I did not just draft a pen that doesn't work.
2: For my for my second pick, I'm going to pick a beautiful expensive $200 pen. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to I'm going to take um I'm going to take Scotch tape. Ooh. Um specifically the kind of Scotch tape that comes in the desk sitting dispenser that has the the little with the little with the little scissory thing at the edge yeah that is enough it's yet another thing that when you need tape and you look around and you find it you're so happy uh scotch tape does a remarkably good job it's a remarkably effective little thing um and especially with kids kids uh need enormous amounts of scotch tape (laughs) like all the time they need tape all the time for everything uh, and so I also have like a very large amount of scotch tape rolls, uh, in my office desk. And, uh, and I find the, the, the picking it up off of the little scissor cuttery thing, pulling it to the right length and then slicing it off yep. with the scissory cutter thing to be incredibly satisfying. So, so that's my, that's my number two.
1: The person who came up with the little teeth at the end to cut the scotch tape, to pull it down. Is that guy a billionaire?
2: I assume he's a billionaire and he deserves to be, or she It (laughs) could be a lady. Yeah. Whoever invented it is a, is a true genius. And, uh, and you know what it's, you know, what it reminds me of too, is it's the same concept as the, as the aluminum foil, the aluminum foil scissory cutting thing is also very, very effective and satisfying. But
1: the thing that's about the aluminum foil scissors thing, the little edge, that thing's way sharper. Like you could, you, it is, you You could cut 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 yourself on that. You're not cutting your finger on a good Scotch tape scissors.
2: No, no, you know, but it, they're both, they both really, really do the job. They do
1: though. the job, they do the job well, Jeff. Well, no, your pick's next. No, I mean, do you have thoughts? You have no thoughts on the, I'm on the scotch tape I'm gonna
3: save my <laughs> thought for my pick, so you go to
1: yours. All right, with my uh second pick, I am going to choose uh highlighter pens, which are just oh, delightful, right. just, just delightful. Okay. <laughs> Is that, it? Is, that, is that your description? No, no, I'm gonna tell you they're delightful. They're delightful in so many ways. First of all, they're an ingenious wow. product. Okay. I mean, sadly, because we have we're working so much less with paper and actual words on paper, you don't get to use them as much. But oh, I man, I love a good highlighter. I love this idea. First of all, I love the way it looks and it works. And I love at the end, I'm like, look, I've done I know exactly where to go on this page, where all the real information is. I've highlighted this. I like multicolor highlighting. I'm into highlighters. I'm totally into highlighters there. That's my second pick.
3: Mike, anything?
2: No, go ahead. You lay into him.
1: (laughs) No, no. no.
3: (laughs) Here's what, are you ready for what I'm going for? For number pick number three? Yes. I've got a pen and a pencil only one thing i need paper i have paper <laughs> what are you highlighting what are you taping you have nothing to tape you have nothing to highlight i
1: win
2: i mean it is a little bit undeniable that he's got pens pencils and paper yeah, in the but, office supply address but,
1: but it's it, it speaks to the fact that he's unaware of how meaningless these drafts are that he's literally just building his office that's what he's doing well, what you're saying. when you draft <laughs> you draft the
3: best first and then the other stuff later you hope you can fill in little things here and there but essentially i just look i drafted I, three offensive linemen
1: it's fine draft nobody's gonna run the ball i drafted a quarterback quarterback I, you have I, no quarterbacks in those three none me a second here Pen would be
2: the quarterback <laughs> my
1: friend. Pen is your quarterback, really? Pen is, is like Penn Penn, is the
2: in the world of quarterbacks. <laughs> pen is like Pen is a Pen is like Trent Dilfer or like yeah, he, Ryan Tannehill or, or something. Oh, He's like it's like a, a league quarterback. average quarterback. He's a yeah.
3: quarterback. No, I have right. a pen that's very much Tom Brady. Keep going. <laughs>
1: your pen is not Tom Brady, all right? Oh, all right, watch this.
2: Ahead. Wait, watch this. You know what my third pick is after Jeff picks paper, <laughs> a paper shredder. How about <laughs> yes! that? i'm picking the paper shredder among the most satisfying things you can do in an office is shred paper or shred like bank statements or or credit cards old credit cards or whatever so delightful i have i have a a paper shredder i bought for 49 dollars from office depot like eight years ago it's one of my most prized possessions (laughs) if my house were burning down i think i would grab it I, i would i would grab it and i would make sure that paper shredder was safe because it has served me so well Shredding paper and then dumping the little bits of shredded paper, <laughs> knowing that you are safe from criminals and thieves, is incredibly Can satisfying. Ask you a so write, ask question? Write down whatever you want to with your pen and pencil <laughs> on your paper, okay. and then I'll shred it. i
1: well, first on. cut it and then, then shred, shred it. it. You have
3: tape, you have scissors, and you have a shredder, and you have nothing to do with any of these. <laughs> they are just going to sit on your desk,
1: Hoping that next year's draft, you pick, you pick paper in the first round. I'm just telling you, we have pen, pencils, and papers around. It's around. No, you. It's can't. around. We just have it. That's everybody's got them. It's just. It, right. It's you're
3: changing the. You're changing things. Don't like it. No, there, yes, of course we are. There's no changing things. are no do, rules do, here. <laughs>
2: You, you seem to be laboring under the misapprehension that this is uh, there's, there's any logic to this. Can I say,
3: um, on my screen right now, it says custom quality logo face masks. And it has three face masks that you can order. One is FedEx, one is Uber Eats, and it, I don't see it disappeared. The idea that I would go out with a FedEx face mask. All right, keep going. <laughs>
2: yeah do a little free advertising for fedex (laughs) that
1: was a little fedex advertising all right which you can use all right with my third pick i'm gonna choose you know what to choose i'm gonna choose a whiteboard i want a whiteboard in my office. all right now somebody can write down their thoughts (laughs) whiteboards are delightful i like the metallic whiteboards that you can actually put like magnets on so you can like those are good those are those are excellent um yeah, and whiteboards just in general, that's like, well, come on. When you're a writer. Yes. That is just delightful. And the three of us are writers. So look at that. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's delightful. When I'm writing a book, I just love that whiteboard. I like just looking at it. Oh, I got to update this and move this whiteboards are just very powerful and strong. So I I'm very happy with my third pick to get a whiteboard. Okay. My third pick is one that's putting the dagger in
3: both of you. <laughs> Well not as much not as much you Joe as Mike. I'm gonna take post-it notes. So now oh. there's nothing left for you guys to write. <laughs> nothing. Post-it notes. I have Mike- pen, paper, <laughs> <I> have pen, <laughs> pencils, paper, and post-it notes. Joe, you can you can uh, you, <laughs> you can take pictures of your whiteboard and send them in, but that's about all you can do.
2: Oh, uh, except that for my fourth pick, I'm taking a sharpie, which is different <laughs> from a pen.
1: Oh, I like it.
2: Allows me to write things as much as I want on whatever I want, which, by the way, pens can't do. Sharpies <laughs> can write on literally any surface. You can use them to label things. You can use them to, uh, to you can you can write. I can write all over your your dumb paper and your lame post-it notes, and in a way that will obliterate all of the stuff that you've written on and your also paper and post-it
3: notes. With <laughs> with the with those special pens my friend you will be divorced in no time when your wife <laughs> starts asking you why you're writing over everything in permanent marker in No, permanent because i'll marker.
2: be labeling my kids lunches and i'll be writing on the tags in their clothing. I'll be writing their initials on those tags. I'll be saving our marriage because I'll be so efficient. And you in know the way why you're I going to be writing on all those
3: things? Because you're frustrated because you don't have paper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so your kid gets to school and there's a script idea on their paper
1: bag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> first yeah, one, they have paper at school.
1: First, they have paper. What do you think? I mean, but you know, when, when you're talking about a Sharpie, do you like i mean generally speaking the sharpie that seems like it is a it's, Sharp- it's sharpies it's, are awesome they're awesome they're just a high quality pen by the way that make sharpies and all in fine point all the way up to the thick shit Ooh. yeah so could could mike get a fine point sharpie and then he would then basically he'd have a pen Uh yeah
2: <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs>
1: There, there you go, working around that. See, I don't believe that.
3: Peter-
2: so you have a
1: board. He's
3: got a fine point sharpie. <laughs> so you're 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 halfway there, both of you. But you know, <laughs> well, I don't believe. Wait a second. What are you, are you writing with your highlighter on the board? That's all you got? <laughs> no, I got all sorts of dry, uh, dry. Uh, no, you know. no, those are pens. Nope, sorry.
2: He's, he's, those so are So you're pens. saying that Joe, Joe has to Joe has to select. <laughs> dry erase board markers separately from no, whiteboard? No, those
1: come with the whiteboard. That's, nope, everybody knows. No, that. no, those are pens, sorry.
2: <laughs> okay, first of all, you can't say pens
1: and paper and then get everything that is a pen or made of paper. Like, you don't get, like, the whole... But well, guess like, what?
3: You just decided that. I'm afraid I do. I'm afraid <laughs> I do.
1: Well, <laughs> your, the good your, thing is... Your the rule change is, is not acceptable. No, the and good thing is... A, what? Our drafts are actually uh, uh, coordinated and officiated by NFL Commissioner Paul, uh, uh, Roger, Roger,
2: Roger Goodell. Goodell. Yes, yeah, so whenever there's a dispute, Jeff, in any of our drafts, we make an appeal. <laughs> I fire off an email to Roger Goodell, and he rules on whatever the dispute is. Well, oh, so I know. He just-, just
3: look. I can't speak for a land of dead people, but uh, he loves curb your enthusiasm.
1: All right. Well, well, w- when you when you send him the uh, the the request, Mike, about whether or not paper gets all paper in the world, uh, be sure to mention that it's Jeff and and that he could just. I don't want him like saying, "Hey, you know," because he's not a you know. He'd say, "Oh, well, I would have ruled differently if I'd known that it was Jeff." Be, be sure to mention that it was Jeff when you right. send in the request. All right. Because actually, with my fourth pick, I was going to take, and I don't know now if I'm allowed to take this, I was going to take a legal pad. No. So, that, so I don't get paper. a legal pad no, because all paper not. has been taken? Yes, yes, you do not. Sorry.
2: <laughs> okay, I just heard back from Roger Goodell. Yes. Um, he says that choosing paper does not automatically give the person who chooses it all paper, <laughs> and he also thinks that season nine of Curb was a little disjointed.
3: Wait, was that this past? No, season nine was disjointed, by the way. <laughs> season nine is my least favorite season we've ever done. I love well, So
2: there you go. So Joe, so Joe can choose a legal pad. I'm going to no, take
3: a
1: legal
2: yeah.
3: pad.
1: A legal pad no, is a by the delightful version of
3: it. By me. the way, I'm about to leave this podcast. <laughs> I'm doing, if I was Richard Lewis, I would have already disconnected. He you would know?
1: have already, it's just been gone legal no, pads cannot. are just wonderful i always have a legal pad right by my uh, that's
3: why i pick paper loser keep going <laughs> why don't paper you pick rubber is...
1: why don't you pick rubber bands next
2: <laughs> no. Ooh, that's actually a good pick
1: rubber bands are excellent but i don't need rubber bands right now because i'm taking a legal pad so there you no, go you're I don't not. Even... you can't take a legal pad <laughs> no you're the not. commissioner ruled. <laughs> ruled the
2: commissioner ruled there's nothing you can do you have no recourse he's a, he rules with an iron fist <laughs>
1: all right all right, you have one more pick, Jeff, if you're willing to make it.
2: Oh, is, is Jeff protesting? <laughs> is Jeff has is Jeff, Jeff is gone silent. He's, is he going to forfeit his fifth pick? Think, this is exciting. Th- we, we've never had anybody forfeit a pick before. <laughs> this, is,
1: this is very, very exciting. So He's literally gone. So that's it. (laughs) (laughs) it. Jeff
2: is gone Uh, because of the paper thing.
1: All right. Well, forfeits
2: his fifth pick. I guess he forfeits
1: his fifth pick. All right. So, Mike, you got your fifth pick.
2: Um, I'm just 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 to screw with him. I'm gonna pick a uh, I'm gonna pick a desk set, which includes pen, pencil, and paper. I can't believe <laughs> fancy desk sets that has stationary like monogram stationary and a pen and pencil holder. <laughs> uh, so I obliterate all of Jeff's first three picks with my fifth. pick. Wow.
1: Wow. That's it. He's gone. Jeff is gone.
2: I, I love it. I love his commitment. He's, he was committed. He was committed to the bit. <laughs> he, was,
1: he, was definitely, <laughs> he was definitely committed to the bit. All right. Well, uh, yeah, with my fifth pick, I mean, since uh since we got that going, um well, you know what? I'll just go ahead and take uh I don't really need <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take a good pencil holder. That's what I'm gonna there take go. with my fifth pick. I just feel <laughs> like automatically pencils and pens will end up in it because that's just sort of how that works. So uh yeah, I'll just take a good pen and pencil holder. I'll steal a few pens from uh from hotels or something and uh And I'll be
2: set. Well, steal them from Jeff. He walked away. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like his, all his stuff is just sitting out there on his desk right now for the free, free for the taken.
1: That's we have not had somebody abandon us in the middle of the draft, but uh... I
2: love it. I love how committed he was to the idea (laughs) of a fury at the draft. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know this but goodell does this to people that's the thing yeah it's like you know that's
2: the thing he he really enrages people He enrages
1: people and and you have what are you gonna do you can't fight back how do you fight back
2: you can't that's the whole point
1: <laughs> all right well there we go so uh another god you know i who, who wins this draft it's gonna be this is gonna be really tough
2: well not jeff <laughs> he blew it <laughs> He might have had an argument that on based on just sheer practicality that he had won. Yeah,
1: and, and really just trying to cut us out on all like products. That seemed like that was uh that was pretty good. So Yeah. All right, well, I don't know. Where do we go from here? I guess we just go right to one last meaningless thing. Let's do it. <laughs> it's
0: one last meaningless thing to end this meaning talk about sports and we draft things we know. Like how beaches are terrible, places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, no Diet Coke for Joe. The podcast, whoa, it's one last wall
1: My One Masked thing has something to do with bad apples. You know, people have been talking a lot about bad apples. Uh, I think we all know what they're referring to politically and social justice and all of that. We are on a terrible run as a family of getting bad apples from the store. And Hmm. I don't know what it is. You know, I guess it's probably not quite apple season. Maybe that's what I love apples. You know, I'm a huge... I just love, love, love apples. And uh, I think on this, in fact, to the point that on this podcast, I have uh, referred to um, my delight with Cosmic Crisp apples, which are very, very difficult to find, but absolutely delicious. And just the last, I don't know what it is, but, you know, we've just been, you know, usual grocery store and, you know, just trying to buy them. And I don't know, they're just like, they just are off. And it made me appreciate that, uh, phrase because man it is bad apples are bad like that's like apples are one of those fruits where a good crisp crunchy apple absolutely delicious but when an apple starts going bad it's I mean it's not quite raspberry level where raspberries like day two are terrible already but bad apples are gross so I you know I, I just feel like I've been living the news lately because uh, we really have had Quite a few bad apples lately,
2: and it's not good. It's um, it's the fruit that, in my opinion, uh, like if you if you reduce its quality by a very very small percent, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, and on, on like there are like blueberries, like the the best blueberry is like big and juicy and and a little bit crisp, right? Not super soft, but a little bit crisp or whatever. But there's a there's a range there where like blueberries will be enjoyable to eat, and apple has to essentially be perfect. And if it isn't, if it's even one percent mealy, uh, throw it away. Yeah. Like if you bite into it and it doesn't like crunch like a carrot, then it's then it's garbage. That's right. It it really it, it's a very it's a precision fruit. It is. Uh, and a, and so and a, a be- good one
1: is so good.
2: A good one is incredible, yeah. and one that's even three percent less good. Is uh, is inedible? Inedible,
1: yeah. No, that's yeah. that's right. Yeah. I I think I do think raspberries are number one on the list. You know what else? You know what other fruit is like? Good one to not good one is a big. It's a very small ratio, but a big difference is grapes.
2: grapes. Yeah. Like really yeah.
1: Good, crispy, crunchy, like grapes that just oh, couldn't be more delicious.
2: Well, now I feel like we have to, uh, for history's sake, for posterity, mention that the reason that we draft things on this podcast is because, <laughs> because of when we hung out at, when we hung out at uh, spring training one year yep. with uh, our friends Chris Jones and Kevin von Valkenberg. Tommy Tomlinson. Uh, and Tommy Tomlinson. Yep. We were sitting in the stands of a meaningless <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays, Pittsburgh Pirates split squad game, and we started drafting. We, I, I, was, I was making the argument that, that – I think it was a Red strawberry
1: is, argument, Yeah.
2: I, well, I, but also that seedless grapes, red seedless grapes, were the best fruit, and then we started drafting fruit, and then <laughs> here we are, seventy-one years later, still doing this. Um, so, the, my one last meaningless thing is is a is a plea, really, um, to creators of masks. Uh, we're all wearing masks all the time uh, to stop the spread of this stupid disease that's making everybody sick. Yep. Uh, and I want to make a plea on behalf of glasses wearers. Yes. Now, generally speaking. I wear contact lenses, but I, I also, because it's California, I have to wear sunglasses all the time. And I do sometimes wear my glasses at night when I walk the dog or whatever. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, there is no simple way to avoid fogging up your glasses when you wear a mask. And given that this is a thing that we are going to be dealing with for a long time, uh, there, there are really two problems. One is when you breathe through the mask, it fogs up your glasses. That's a problem. Yes. But then, the, and then the other thing is, is that the mask that goes around the ears, which is the most common of the masks, right. um, it really can like dig into your the back of your ear, which is already sensitive because of glasses. wearing glasses, exactly. And it really kind of doubles up the pain. So I know that there are masks that tie behind your head or that have straps that don't go around your ears, but like generally speaking, most of them go around the ears, and it causes both of those problems. So I want to make a plea to someone out there, some ingenious, some young tech person some young some savvy silicon valley tech person make a mask that doesn't fog up glasses and also doesn't hurt the backs of your ears and i will gladly pay as much as eleven dollars for that mask
1: well you know it's it's interesting There, there there are two points to be made on that one is
2: like there really are two points to be made on that
1: one is look anybody if they can come up with the technology to create some sort of clear plastic um welders mask for Andy Reid, the chief's coach to wear that doesn't yeah. fog up, then you know the technology's out there. You know, right. you know that they're just sitting on the technology at this point. Um but the second thing is uh my you know here my wife um makes masks my wife is is you know and we're all glasses wearers and you know she makes the masks that are the ears it's not so much the ear part doesn't you know because she makes it a pretty thick and soft strap that goes around the ears so it doesn't really hurt or or affect the ears but the fogging thing is is unbelievable it's like it's i guess they're maybe they're airtight i don't even know why these masks specifically are with the fogging thing but it's it is i just live half the day now in a fog It's just like yeah it's just yeah i'm just walking around like i can't see anything it doesn't you know this is and just get used to it but yeah, there's got the fogging thing feels to me like that should have been fixed.
2: Yeah, we ought to have I mean the, the fix is is a it's like a simple fix which is you just heat your glasses up by by either like putting them in your pocket or, or in the sun or something right. and then they, they rise to the same. But if you go into an indoor space yeah, no, that's the point. and the gla- and your glasses get cold and then you walk outside you're in you're in big trouble. <laughs> you're just you're just done.
1: By the way, I I I, I wanted to take white out. For, for the for the uh, office supplies not not because i, I use white out or, or whatever but that you know that when the computer started going man the whiteout people had to be furious
2: yeah right there was, it's like the it, well it's like uh, there's these things like mimeograph paper right. carbon paper there's all these things that we used when we were kids that are just that are, are sort of pointless and whiteout is now pointless. Yeah. The reason you don't take it is because it has no purpose it has no purpose anymore. anymore.
1: But one day whiteout was like huge like huge could not have been oh my god it was
2: was enormous so i mean when i was in grade school like you had to have whiteout because that's how you fit exactly
1: and it was so cool with the like the little the little paintbrush thing that came on it and all of that i mean it was just it was just delightful to work with and uh then just gone Eh, i never got to say that because uh uh jeff
2: failed (laughs)
1: abandoned abandoned us in the middle of the draft all right well we want to thank jeff garland for uh, being with us right we do want to thank him
2: sure yes for being with us for 81 percent of the podcast
1: (laughs) all right it's another one we got through it as always mike thanks
2: thanks for having me
0: does this sound familiar